Hello everybody and welcome into episode number 255 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading 1 Timothy chapter 3 today and our focus is on who is the church and what is the church. So thank you for joining us every day. We spend... Well, I want to say 10 minutes, but uh, sometimes it's a little more than that. Reading through the Word of God chapter by chapter and discussing it. Our goal is to get you involved in daily Bible listening, daily Bible thinking, daily Bible understanding, daily Bible living, and daily Bible following. And that's why we're a daily show, because we need God's Word every day. And we do want to invite as many people as possible to join us in this journey. So please talk to your friends about the show. Invite them to listen. Post about it on social media. Point them to our website, which is Bible2021.com. That's Bible2021.com. And that's where you can subscribe to the show or just search for Bible 2021 Podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, today we are going to talk somewhat briefly about the church. And I I say briefly because the last two episodes have kind of strained the credibility of the tagline of this podcast, which begins with 10 minutes. But today's topic is important. Who is the church? We've discussed it before. The church is not a building and it's not a uh, gathering like a church service. That's not who the church is. The church is a people. But Paul is going to go beyond that in today's passage. He's going to give us more insight into who we are in the church and who we're supposed to be. Consider this very important verse from our passage today, 1 Timothy 3.15, which says, I have written so that you will know how people ought to conduct themselves in God's household, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and foundation of the truth. Well, we learn two really important things about the church in this passage. Number one, God's household is the church. It's the place where God dwells. He lives in his people and we together form the household of God. It reminds me of one of my other favorite descriptions of the church, which is in 1 Peter 2, 5, which says, you yourselves as living stones, a spiritual house are being built to be a holy priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Christ Jesus. So we are living stones that come together making the household of God. And that's not all because we get another definition of the church in our passage today. Number two, we are to be the pillar and the foundation of truth or the pillar and bulwark of the truth or the pillar and buttress of the truth. Some of those are different translations you'll find depending on what what translation you're reading in. What does it mean to be the pillar and foundation of the truth? Well, I believe John Piper captures the essence and the controversy of that call very well. He says, The Apostle Paul writes these stunning words in 1 Timothy 3.15, I write so that you may know how one ought to conduct himself in the household of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and support of the truth. The church of God is the pillar and bulwark of the truth. The support and the protector of true truth in the world is the church. Why is this? 
Because the church is the household of God, and God is the truth. What he is and what he says and what he does defines the truth. So those who submit to him and listen to him, speak his word and live his way, are the pillar and bulwark of the truth. This is one reason why God and his church can be so unpopular. They represent absolute claims on people's minds and wills and emotions. If God exists, we are not God. If God is true, then we can't decide what is true. It's out of our hands. We have no say in it. No vote. The universe is not a democracy. It is a terribly old-fashioned, absolute monarchy. And since the universe is not up to date, it's simply not accepted. Paul describes ordinary people in Romans one twenty-five like this. They exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is forever blessed. Amen. He says in verse 18 that men suppress the truth in unrighteousness. This is one of the weightiest truths that Christianity must hold up in the modern world. There are constant pressures throughout history on persons and institutions and cultures to build life around wrong ideas. And God has appointed the church of his son Jesus to be a mighty advocate for truth in the world. And that's what it means, that we are a pillar and buttress of the truth. We are to hold up God's truth and hold firm against assaults on that truth. Pastor David Platt gives us some more insight into what it means to be a pillar and foundation of truth. He says, Paul says we're the guardians of God's word. He says we're the pillar and buttress of the truth. Well, what does that mean? Put yourself in Ephesus for a second and see the Temple of Diana there, one of the seven ancient wonders of the world. This shiny, large marble rooftop held high by a hundred ionic columns all the way around. You've got that image in your mind, and Paul says to the church there, you as the church, you're the pillar and buttress of God's truth. Well, what does that mean? What do these columns do? What do the pillars do? What does it mean to be a pillar and buttress of the truth? The church, as the church, you have the privilege and responsibility on one hand of preserving God's word. We hold it firm. This is what pillars, this is what a buttress does. It holds on to something firm. This is what we do as the church from age to age, from generation to generation. We have the responsibility, the calling as the church of holding firm and fast to the word of God, to defend it against false teaching in the first century, to defend it against false teaching in the 21st century and all the centuries between there and now. One of our responsibilities as the church is to make sure to hold fast to this word in our culture that we pass it on faithfully, which is what the next book of 2 Timothy is all about. So we hold it firm and we proclaim God's word. We hold it high like a buttress, like a column, like a pillar. They hold something firm and they hold it high. And friends, so must we with the word of God. We hold on to it firmly. We hold it high to a world, many of which will reject it. And yet we unhesitatingly do that as the household of God. Well, Let's go read our passage. 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. This saying is trustworthy. If anyone aspires to be an overseer, he desires a noble work. An overseer, therefore, must be above reproach. The husband of one wife, self-controlled, sensible, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not an excessive drinker, not a bully, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not greedy, 
He must manage his own household competently and have his children under control with all dignity. If anyone does not know how to manage his own household, how will he take care of God's church? He must not be a new convert or he might become conceited and incur the same condemnation as the devil. Furthermore, he must have a good reputation among outsiders so that he does not fall into disgrace in the devil's trap. Deacons, likewise, should be worthy of respect, not hypocritical, not drinking a lot of wine, nor greedy for money, holding the mystery of the faith with a clear conscience. They must also be tested first. If they prove blameless, they can serve as deacons. Wives, likewise, should be worthy of respect, not slanderers, self-controlled, faithful in everything. Deacons are to be husbands of one wife, managing their children in their own households competently. For those who have served well as deacons acquire a good standing for themselves and a great boldness in the faith that is in Christ Jesus. I write these things to you, hoping to come see you soon. But if I should be delayed, I have written so that you will know how people ought to conduct themselves in God's household, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and foundation of the truth. And most certainly the mystery of godliness is great. He was manifested in the flesh, vindicated in the spirit, seen by angels, preached among the nations, believed on in the world, taken up in glory. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, let's close out today, friends, with our Bible memory passage for the month of September. It's 2 Timothy 3, 16-17, and it says, All Scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Amen, and I hope the Word of God has equipped you today. Good day, and Godspeed.